Hello, this is a Kenya Podcast Preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, What the Mixin' Fixin's. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode 3 of 4. Continuing on from last week from the book of Luke 22, 42, 23, 46. Now when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he had desired for a long time to see him, because he had heard many things about him, and he hoped to see some miracle done by him. Then he questioned him with many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. Then Herod with his men of war treated him with contempt and mocked him, arrayed him in a gorgeous robe, and sent him back to Pilate. That very day Pilate and Herod became friends with each other, for previously they had been at enmity with each other. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests, the rulers, and the people, said to them, You have brought this man to me, as one who misleads the people. And indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man, concerning those things of which you accuse him. No, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. I will therefore chastise him and release him, for it was necessary for him to release one of them at the feast. And they all cried out at once, saying, Away with this man, and release to us Barabbas, who had been thrown into prison for a certain rebellion made in the city, and for murder. Pilate therefore, wishing to release Jesus, again called out to them. But they shouted, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Then he said to them the third time, Why? What evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him. I will therefore chastise him and let him go. But they were insistent, demanding with loud voices that he be crucified. And the voices of these men and of the chief priests prevailed. So Pilate gave sentence that it should be as they requested. And he released to them the one they requested, who, for rebellion and murder, had been thrown into prison but he delivered Jesus to their will. Now as they led him away, they laid hold of a certain man, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming from the country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of the people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, wombs that never bore, and breasts which never nurse. They will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, Cover us. For if they do these things in the greenwood, what will be done in the dry? There were also two other criminals led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And the people stood looking on. But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And an inscription was also written over him, in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. 
But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth, until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. So there's all kinds of messages that can be unpacked from these two events. Way more than from my birth and surely of my death. But I included the whole story about these two events so that you get an idea of the value of what Jesus did. He is not against gifts and candies. In fact, if he came down here to earth during these two events, he may hang out with you and have dinner at your house, as was his practice. I say his practice, not his approval, his practice. He loves us, and in spite of ourselves, would hang out with us in spite of ourselves. Would he be perpetuating Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? Probably not. I know I hear the arguments against this message already because I have heard them before. And yet the reason they say, we do as they do, or we want to be culturally relevant and not to come off as religious, is because we want to meet the unbeliever on their terms. Yet it has been my very experience that few souls ever get saved, and even less remain in the church after the plays and holiday circus. So beep, 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 let's back up a bit. I have stated this in other messages, which is that the church is for the believer to equip them for the work of ministry, Ephesians 4, 11, 17, and for those being saved, Acts 2, 4, 7. I have not found anything that contradicts this thought. In the days of Jesus, if a man got close to Jesus, the demons cried out. They wanted to talk or rather negotiate with him. He didn't throw a circus to entertain them in their wretched state of sin. He established culture. He did not join or embrace it. Mark 1, 3, 4. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Mark 5, 12. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. Luke 4, 33, 34. Now in the synagogues there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And he cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Have you ever even heard a demon in church? Would you have known it was a demon? And what are the new unbelievers attending a Christmas ritual? Why, what would they think witnessing such things in the modern church? So this message, rough as it is, was birthed in my head while I was being lazy and trying to sleep until 2.30 a.m. Instead of getting up properly and clicking out these messages, no one in their human mind, some even in their immature mind of Christ, wants to address something so spiritually political as Christmas and Easter, and no one wants to tell people that they are often their recognition and practice of these holidays. I am sure these are celebrated very differently today than they were back in the days when we decided to celebrate them. But this is what we do as people when we have sat the Holy Spirit down. We depend on our own concoctions to draw in the flies. It's a trickery of a thing. 
The devil's got our attention off of Jesus and onto a man who walked in generosity, St. Nicholas, and on a confused rabbit. He has corrupted the celebration of these two events so badly that there are many in our country that, in all actuality, have no ideas to the fact of what these holidays actually mean. They could describe the events that take place around these holidays with far greater detail than why they exist. It's not their fault, it's ours. We are supposed to raise up a child in the way that they should go, Proverbs 22.6. We are supposed to teach the law, Jesus, to our kids, so that, not literally, they bind them to their hearts and heads, Deuteronomy 11.18. So yesterday's kids, who are now adults, who were not taught the things of God accurately, but through American tradition, and who are operating in many of the churches, have perpetuated the mystery and corruption of holiday celebrations as a lure for the fish of the world. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.